This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Musa, Sergeant. Polisic on the run. Polisic has Wea. Polisic rolls it in. Tim Wea. This is Dirt and Sprague. Second, third quarter situations in the second half. George Hill behind the back. Serge coming down the lane. Giannis with the cleanup job. Who's seven to shoot? Giannis left side. Giannis off glass. Count it for 34. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Samuel gets it. Trent Williams out in front of him. Are you blocking? Debo. End zone touchdown. What a play. No flags. Another one for San Francisco. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The fan. in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spray on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan. Happy Tuesday. What is happening? How we doing, boys? How we feeling? Aaron Judge is going to sign with the Giants today. I'm feeling great. Today? He's in San Francisco. I don't think that means he's signing. Meeting with the team. (laughs) He gave a wink to a reporter. Hey, what are you doing in San Francisco? <laughs> gave him a wink. Oh, just seeing some friends and family. Wink, wink. Did he really give somebody a wink? Uh, he did, yeah. Yeah. Why is there a buzz? Are you guys it's, hearing a buzz? It's right. Swag's mic. Oh. It was yesterday a, when Jordan talked. You got a buzz over there? What's yeah. going on? Their their stuff over there doesn't work as well as our stuff over here. <laughs> okay, that sounds about Sorry. right. Sorry. Damn it, Swigard. Hey, I wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as Jordan started talking in the first segment, I heard that buzz. Great. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to need him to not talk as much. Let's go ahead and uh, send an email, and we'll get somebody on top of that right away. That's what we do. But our TVs are working now in studio. We do have TVs. I can enjoy some World Cup action this morning. You know, I think Team USA needs to put Jared Allen in goal. What would you guys think about Jarrett Allen? I think we need to send Derrick Henry over to be our striker. (laughs) Derrick Henry, LeBron. Well, I was talking about this yesterday with somebody, and I, I, I'm genuinely curious because I, I – we hey. Oh, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, it thank is, you. It's, yeah. it's quite literally his microphone. <laughs> you might have to just turn it back on because we're going to talk about a sport we know nothing about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need some help here. Did you watch that game? Uh, I got home, I went for a run and got home within like the 54th minute. Okay. And then sat down. I turned it on just in time to see the uh, the whales goal. Mm. And then uh, that was and then I watched the end of it. So yeah, I watched like the last half hour of the game. We drew whales. We did. Is that a good or bad thing? It's a horrible thing. It's horrible. Horrible. Okay. It's that's a loss. Yeah. I mean, the way it's, the it's game not a loss. It's a tie. It's a loss. The way the game played out, 
it was you were you ready you for this? lost you lost two points you ready for this i got the whole breakdown okay here's the issue why do you have the breakdown because i'm a genius and i know what i'm talking about all right <laughs> i do research on this show here did you watch and plagiarize here here's here's the issue so uh england who did england play iran in the first game yes yeah, so iran's, iran's the other team in our in our group yes. iran sucks everybody's gonna beat iran yeah okay that's a, that's a given mm-hmm. here's the problem though is that we play England next, and we're going to get our ass. And kicked. England is still a, like looking for points, and they're going to be they're going to be all in on that game. Yeah, if we, Wales plays England last when they might already have the group locked up, and they might not have as much of a sense of urgency. So when Wales plays them, they might get a lesser version of England than when we play them because we play them in game two. Now, two teams. Out Wales of the... is going to play Iran next, and they're going to beat Iran. Two teams get out of the group. Two teams get out. Yeah, of the group. Yeah, top two. Okay. Go through to the knockout. So round. you're telling me that we're not getting out of our group. Uh, it's, we got to beat England. Uh, I mean, you're if you draw me we're with not England, out of our group. If you draw with England, then you're you've just then it's things get real interesting. But then for it the becomes last game. a point based system and correct? a goal differential. Goal yeah. differential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other that. thing they got to watch out is you, you are you are really loud. <laughs> I you need to you're buzzing and you're loud and I don't know what to tell you. You All have, right. You have not figured out your microphone level the entire time we've been in this. It new changes. No, now you're a little too low. Now you're low. <laughs> I thought you. I thought we had an ability on this new I, board to keep the settings the same for where we all talk at. Because yours is like all over the map. I I don't know. Now you're really loud. <laughs> God, I touched the stupid fader and it. Things are going great this morning. We're playing like Team USA in the second half. That humming too, just like the yeah. entire time. It's like a. I, I used right. to live outside of power lines in Oregon City, and that zzz, occasionally I would hear that. Yeah, my zzz, goodness. Middle of the night, some bugs flying into it. So goal differential. Goal is, differential will be big. So how okay. much does Wales beat Iran by in game on two. Friday? Yeah, you imagine Wales wants to do to uh, Iran what England did to Iran. Well, right? because let's say England does beat Wales as they should. Yeah. Uh, then it comes down to be, so in theory, Wales and the United States would both be one win, one loss, one draw. It comes down to goal differential. Mm. Okay, so are we getting out of this thing or not? Uh, it's uh, it's a lot much no. more difficult. It's not looking now. great. No. So yesterday we it's quite USA literally USA men's blew it. soccer. Wow. <laughs> I know, but we do this every time they're in the World Cup. But, wait, see, Wales has like three dudes. Uh, we have. 400 dudes over here. We can't find three dudes. Can't find three? We can't find three dudes. We got one dude. We got two. They had a defender that played pretty well. You know, I'd be honest with you. I kind of want to troll our own team. If the goalie get, had a good game. If they get bounced from this group and they that's it, right? Did you lose the group, you're out? Yeah, if once okay. you're out of the if you're done in the group, you don't advance, then you're done. I'm gonna create help wanted flyers and I'm gonna start stapling them to telephone poles all around Portland. <laughs> help wanted. Team USA men's soccer. Are you a soccer player? Do you consider yourself a great athlete? Team USA could really use that. Can we go drop them off in NBA arenas and NFL arenas? Well, but I, I want to ask you this because I, I didn't watch this. I actually stood true to my word yesterday on the show. I thought maybe I'd bail and end up being 24 hours later go, hey, guys, I was wrong. I, I didn't watch it. I, I saw a couple updates, and I saw that we drew. I was told yesterday that we are head and shoulders above where we were in Brazil. But we're not going to win our group, and we're not going to get out of the group. Was so like, I, 
Well, we the didn't even for, qualify in 2018. Yeah, we didn't so. go to the World Cup last time. It's been eight years since well, we played I, a World Cup I think Cup the game. point was that, like, hey, this they made the World Cup, and this team is better than where we were before last time. And I guess I'm just curious, like, Based on what standard? What is the standard here that we've set for ourselves where I've heard nothing about how great our young, talented roster is well, it's and we're youngest... not even going to get out of the group against a country with three million people? Well, one, that's the fluky nature of the World Cup because Argentina, who is a favorite, lost to Saudi Arabia this morning 2-1. Has Argentina won a World Cup? Yeah, Diego Maradona in the hand of God. Okay, so we haven't. No. They're better than us. <laughs> they got one. Yeah, they and they any. lost I mean, to a country that is worse than Wales. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're... But I don't, we don't live in Argentina. I don't care. Like, why, okay. do, I, why yeah. do I care about that? You're comping Overall, us to Argentina? Well, there's two things. The program is in much better shape than it was eight years ago. Greg Berghalter came in, took over for Jurgen Klinsmann, and completely overhauled how they are finding and developing talent. There was a there was a big thing they wanted to develop talent domestically, rather than you will notice there's a lot of guys there. You're like, where's this guy? I've never seen this guy. It's because they're playing over in Europe in better competition. Gotcha. The problem is it's harder for them to then come and play together as a national team because of the club and the league schedules in Europe not matching up with the United States. So, but in terms of potential skill, potential development, all of those things, the program is in much better shape. And the goal is to, in the next World Cup, when North America hosts it, to be ready to actually do some damage and possibly get to a quarterfinal round and, and then see what happens. So your, your basis statement of... They played, they were the better team for the first 60 minutes, and then for whatever reason they, in the they last have, 30, they, they turtled. They crapped the bed. Okay. And a horrible, horrible decision by the central defender to go for a ball he had no business going for. So your basis on our program's better since Jurgen Klinsmann's been fired... Yes. ...is wait another four years and we'll see. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how soccer works. So, this isn't over. You're acting like this. It's not over. It's much more. They've made things much more difficult on their films to get out of the group. Well, Dirt's painting a very bleak <laughs> picture for me here. I mean, that was a really rough result. They got off to a great yes. start, and that was the game they were supposed had they, to win. Had they lost, yeah, they'd be done. But yeah. the draw is, they're not done yet. They got. It's a lot harder for them now. But Wales isn't some juggernaut. Which makes them neither tie. is the United States. Yeah, which makes the the draw. But that, you're just a making. A, yeah, you're outcome. making the outcome. You're making it worse by so saying that. people. People were confident going in because they felt like you're obviously going to beat Iran. Although, as we've heard, Saudi Arabia won beat a game, Argentina, so nothing's yeah. a, nothing's it's, a given. But you should win a given that in game. this because you get it. It's like the NCAA tournament. In an, in a matter of fact, if you don't come ready to play in every single game, you have a cold start. Other team gets hot shooting threes, and all of a sudden. You're in a ball game in the last five minutes that you shouldn't be in. Those things happen at the World Cup. So people assume that they'd beat Iran. You're probably going to lose to England on Friday. Although, who knows? Maybe they pull off an upset and they shock the world. Maybe you only lose one nil. And maybe you only lose one nil. The goal differential isn't bad. But the Wales game was one that you thought, all right, they're going to win this game. And there was a lot of hype and anticipation going into it. They scored a goal how early in the game? I was on a run. I just saw the text. Who? USA. Like the U.S. got their goal in, in the right? 36th minute. 36 minutes. So you score it in the first half. Like, all right, hey, we're feeling good. We're playing great. Yep. And then they, they were horrible in the second half. Uh, it, they weren't horrible. Uh, and there's a lot of um, 
A lot of criticism being directed at Greg Berhalter for not countering the substitutions of Wales. Wales played very defensive in the first half. Um, and then they made a substitution for a striker who really, his own, he's just, he's loitering up there waiting for a ball. He only does one thing and tries to finish. And the U.S. didn't then respond because that left more open field and opportunities for them to get that second goal. Do you think we're going to get out of the group? Are you still there? Sorry, my phone. I was seeing if engineering was getting back to me. I have called you. I've been outside of our old building for 20 minutes, and I've called your phone five to ten times in a row, and you never answered. And in the middle of a segment, you're texting people. I'm getting texts. You're an unbelievable my phone lights phone up. Um, are we going to get out of the group? I still think they're going to get out of the group. You do think they're going to get out of the group? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then just that's kind of the sell. That's the win. We hey we yeah did you get it. to we the round of sixteen. And, all right. And okay. Okay. For as young as they are, what they've overcome, all of that sort of stuff. They didn't play great leading into this either. Now I don't know if Berghalter was monkeying around with lineups and their friendlies leading into this, but. They hadn't shown what they showed in the first half. I just want to know, like, when, when are when are we going to finally do what everybody flirts with us doing every? It's supposed to be four years from now. That's what all soccer fans say. Four I feel years like from I now. heard that eight years yes. ago. You hear it every World Cup, but four every years, World Cup, really now, now, four years from now. I the other thing is, I was talking with somebody is. You know how optimistic they are about where the man. That is such a difference in my head. <laughs> Where how optimistic they are about this and how much better they've gotten, and I don't, I can't refute that. I don't have the knowledge to. But my question was, when everybody says it's, it's, hey, here we go. Does that mean we're going to suddenly get the best athletes in America? Because I, I was thinking about this last night. I was talking about this with Danny. I, you, you do have to get the NFL and NBA guys to finally say let's let's play soccer. Well, yeah, I don't know if you necessarily need that because soccer players aren't all six five, two hundred and fifty pounds, or six no, ten, six eleven. I don't mean size wise. I guess I'm 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 hinting at the best athletes are playing basketball and football. Well, I think well here's here's the here's where the soccer argument is is that they didn't have their s together as a national program for a long time, and now they do. And when you look at the age of the current roster, they're all incredibly young. Like 19, they're 23, all, so their their whole yeah. point is we are playing all these young guys and we're they're all coming up they're all getting better the majority of them play overseas in Europe they're not MLS players anymore like Landon Donovan used to be the best player in America he was an MLS player like we have we have evolved from that now the question will become do all of these guys truly develop into the players that we think that they can develop into. Because if they do, then in four years you're going to have a shot. But that's never a guarantee. Mm. But these guys who are all 19 and 20 years old are going to be in the prime of their careers when the next World Cup comes around in four years. They were never going to win this one. No, I, 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 I had no... But we still have to go through all the hype yeah. and the, you know, hey, I believe that we will win and you got to go through all that. It's like, well, no, we're not, we're not going to win. But, I mean, maybe they surprise some people and play better than we think. So, to sum this up, my takeaway is we are the trust the process 76ers. We've got a yes. bunch of 19, 20 year olds. Yes. And hey, they're not that great, but bear with us here, man, because in four more years, it's going to be good. We might be a second round team. It's going to be good. Okay. All right. Well, trust the process. Baby. There's an update on the World Cup for you. <laughs> I, I wanted expertise knowledge. I didn't know my co host was going to have some 
some insight there. Yeah, I for me yesterday, I'm not like I'm not going to watch anything non Team USA. Uh, but I got, I mean, I just I, I went for a run. I got home. I turned on the TV, and it was like twelve fifteen. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing on. NFL Live is on at one. <laughs> you watch NFL, yeah. yeah. Maui Invitational was going <laughs> I mean, on. Come on. I mean. I had options. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I guess options. I guess technically you did. I'm watching college basketball at twelve fifteen on a Monday didn't seem too enticing either. And I thought soccer did though. I thought you know okay. what? USA's playing. Let's like see. What, let's see what we got here. I'll watch the back half of this game. All right. Well, we got a lot to get to today. Mike Doc Parker's going to join us at seven thirty. Dirt and Sprague. Let's get it going. We'll talk some football next on ten eighty. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So yesterday we had a uh, college football coach use Twitter, the greatest of any college football coach ever. So there's a guy in Mississippi named John Sokoloff. So is it Sokoloff? Yep. Okay. Can you try that one more time? Sokoloff. Sokoloff. I like that one. Sok Soko Sokoloff. Let's go with that. I like that. John Sokoloff. And he works in Mississippi. 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 And he works for WCBI News. He's the sports director. WCBI. He says he's covering Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and. High school sports. He's a Heisman voter and an AP award-winning journalist, according to him. And he tweeted, Breaking, Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels coach Friday and head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Sources say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job to anyone yet, so Lane to Auburn is happening. (laughs) Story soon. Uh Here comes the story. 
Lane Kiffin got wind of this. And Lane Kiffin is comfortable in his own skin now after going through years of, you know, accused nepotism and, you know, jumping from job to job and being fired for a 76-yard field goal. Lane Kiffin has found his comfort zone. Lane Kiffin saw this tweet, quote tweeted it. That's news to me, John. Nice sources. (laughs) He then tweets out an hour later. A screenshot of a picture that says, this just in, breaking news, John Sokoloff of WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. (laughs) Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet, so John to WLOX is happening. Story Soon. Did you see the WLOX anchor? You're ruining my uh, story here. Hugh Hugh Keaton, who works at WLOX, saw this and responded. According to Atlane Kiffin, I'm being replaced at WLOX. (laughs) It's crazy coaching season here. Lane Kiffin said fake news. And then somebody responded with John Sokolov's career in the uh, picture of a tombstone. And outside of the tombstone is a actor giving up the peace sign next to the dead body, basically saying, John Sokoloff. (laughs) And Lane Kiffin thought that was hilarious. This is the greatest use of Twitter all time with one caveat. He better not leave. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he would be this adamant on Twitter. But we've seen from too many coaches over the years play the, why would I go anywhere? I'm not going anywhere. Lincoln Riley did this literally last year after Bedlam. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. I'm not leaving for LSU. And 12 hours later, he accepted the job to be the next head coach at USC. So that's the only caveat I put on this. This is hilarious. I love that he's fighting back because there are so many people this time of year that run with anonymous sources that just make stuff up. They get clicks. They get followers out of it. Ooh, breaking news. I'm, you know, here's what's going to happen. And none of it is ever true. And I'm, I'm hoping that's the case here because Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss feels like a good fit. But if you run your mouth like this, you cannot leave that job this offseason. So he did say that like he signed three contracts and every single time a job becomes available, he's the one yeah. that ends up getting linked to it. And I guess what I'm asking is, your point is probably accurate. You can't leave for this job. You can't. You cannot do this and take the Auburn job or another job. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Auburn introduced their new facilities two weeks ago. Uh-huh. I don't say this lightly. They are the best facilities in college football today. Now, somebody's probably going to one-up them in a month or something go look at auburn's new facilities i cannot believe how nice they are (laughs) they somehow have beaten oregon clemson georgia they've beaten everybody in this thing so far and it's unbelievable what they have i wouldn't blame (laughs) him if he left but i do ask this question should we have any consequences so i was thinking of something kind of goofier because i don't want anybody to lose a job like, should John Sokoloff lose his Heisman voting rights or his AP award? If you're going to report something like this and put it out there, you better damn well be well-sourced. And Nothing matters anymore. Well, but it should. Something, it should, yeah. There should be a standard for this stuff. And I don't want John to lose his job here. But, like, in seriousness, he should lose his Heisman vote. I'm still waiting on that San Diego State to the Pac-12 news. 
Yeah, yeah. what happened to that? The national radio host wants to say (laughs) San Diego State at the end of the week is going to be the Pac-12. Like, there's just no consequences (laughs) for faulty information. We don't... We just move on. People don't lose trust by anybody by reporting erroneous things. I... Yeah, it's hard. I I will say this, semi-tongue-in-cheek, but it is sports, and I think that's how the rest of the world looks at it, (laughs) outside our bubble. Like, we take it all very seriously, but... Yeah, but journalism standards don't... They don't specify what's no, serious No, and what's there needs to serious. be, but I don't know who's... I mean, the way things have gotten in other uh, realms of society in terms of report, what's considered reporting and journalism versus other... I mean, the standard all around, I think many would say. Yeah, I. <laughs> it, 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 it's hard, but I don't know who's. So, with sports, just feel free to have bad sourcing and erroneous reporting because who cares? These are the jokesters of the world. It comes down to those people who are hiring and employing these people to supposedly, you know. Well, for me, as a, like if I lived in Mississippi, whether I was an Ole Miss fan or a Mississippi State fan, Egg Bowl, by the way, on Thanksgiving. It's yeah. a fun, fun rivalry game you kind of forget about on Thanksgiving night. Yep. The way that I respond to this is I don't watch this dude anymore. Like you just re- like yeah. that's the punishment. I mean that's the for, thing. That it, it's have. ultimately on the consumers. You I don't consume your product anymore because it's not what it purports now, itself to be. Again, maybe he ends up being right. Maybe in three weeks Lane Kiffin's taking this job, and Lane Kiffin has egg all over his face. Pun intended with the egg bowl. But if not, like this dude has not backed down, he has not responded to Lane Kiffin's tweets. He sent out his initial tweet, Lane Kiffin stepping down and going to Auburn. More details to come. And then he put out on the WCBI.com website an article about Lane Kiffin leaving for Auburn. He wow. said Ole Miss denies the report. And he hasn't, I mean, that was it. The guy's got 4,000 followers, hasn't responded to anything. And so that to me, like, I, I'm 100% with you. I just, I would never get a piece of information super secondhand, which I'm sure this was, uh, and run with it to that level where you're getting thousands of retweets and trying to break news like it's concrete fact. And if I lived in Mississippi, like, I'm not taking this guy seriously anymore. You're putting your neck out on the line. That's a bold thing to do to predict a guy in the state who has become a rock star in that state. He's near back-to-back 10-win seasons for Ole Miss. Yeah. If they win this weekend and they win their bowl game, they have back-to-back 10-win seasons. Has Ole Miss ever had back-to-back 10-win seasons? Hugh Freeze, maybe, but maybe. I'd have to look into that. Like this, is, this dude's winning, and he's doing it at a high level, and you're saying he's leaving for another SEC program, a program that is down right now, by the way, at Auburn. And so you're putting your neck out on the line. The consequences should be like if I'm a listener or a viewer in Mississippi, dude, I'm not watching your news anymore. Uh, the other side, though, if Lane leaves on Friday, this guy oh isn't like he, he. We all owe this dude an apology. Oh, I, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not saying us necessarily. I'm saying the because yeah. a lot of people are making fun of this guy because of the way Lane Kiffin responded to the news. And this is one somebody's going to look really good and really bad in this way. Nobody's evening out here. Either Lane Kiffin's going to look hilarious and troll this guy, and he's not leaving Ole Miss, or Lane Kiffin's leaving Ole Miss, and this dude's going to have the last laugh. And Lane Kiffin's going to look like a jackass if he leaves. What do you think? What do you think's ultimately going to happen? <laughs> I mean, it's Lane Kiffin. It's hard to get that out of your DNA, is it not? I've said it for a long time, though. I wouldn't leave. I know that they probably have, at this point, as you point out, better facilities. Uh, there's probably more money in their NIL collective. So for those reasons, it's a, it's a, I guess, stronger job, but. I wouldn't want to leave in the same division and coach your third different team in the same conference. You got a good thing going at Ole Miss. Like, keep it going. You won 10 games or potentially 10 games back-to-back years. 
Why would you walk away from that to then go try and rebuild Auburn to get Auburn to the point where you already got Ole Miss? By the way, they did have back-to-back 10-win seasons. They actually had three 10-win seasons in four years. For Hugh Freeze? Uh, no, Hugh oh. Freeze did win 10 games Is that once. when Archie Manning was there? No, this was when you were in college, Swag. This was in 1960 and 1959. <laughs> wow. John Vaught. You remember the 62 season, too, Swag? I remember you went to that game. They were 10-0. and 0. <laughs> In 1962, they won the Sugar Bowl that year. So John Vaught. So it's been a long time since they've been consistently good. Um, I'll quickly say this, and then we'll go to another football thing. The reason you leave Ole Miss is exactly what Lane Kiffin has kind of lamented in the past. They don't have funding the way Auburn does. Auburn has got more money. They do. And so the reason you leave, despite one program currently being down and the other one you know, humming along here, is you have money. And everything can change. With transfer portal stuff, everything changes in a year. We don't look at coaches anymore and go, well, let's give them four years, give them a full recruiting class. It's No, that's not how that works anymore, man. Like, these schools can go buy these players and bring in guys, recruit a couple dudes. And I mean, he's done it at Ole Miss. Jackson Dart was a big-time transfer from USC. Lincoln Riley might go to the playoff this year. And what did he do? He got like six dudes to transfer in. and then Oh, just, more than that. It was like 30 or 40. You're right. Half his I, damn roster. But I'm, I'm the, prom, the most prominent names, like, it's just unbelievable what the portal kind of provides you now. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm very curious to see what happens come Friday, if this Mississippi anchor is right or if Lane Kiffin trolls him and then ends up – Tucking his tail between his eyes like, yeah, actually, Auburn's a great job. Actually, uh, dude, that's a really bad look. Really bad look. It's going to be Kiffin's. a really bad look if Lane Kiffin If moves. you come out screaming fake news and you still end up taking this job, yeah. which wouldn't surprise me because it's Lane Kiffin. We know his history. Yeah. Like, the guy can't stay at a job longer than three years. He's got an issue, man. He's been there three years, hasn't he? Yeah, this is oh, his this third is, year. This is, uh, no, this is year four. Oh, it's year four. Okay. Oh, no, this is year three. You're right. Yeah, year three. <laughs> Has he, he ever left? been in a job longer than three years? Uh... No, Tennessee was one. USC was three. Tennessee was one. Oh, no, USC was technically four. Was it four? He got fired five games into his fourth year at USC. All right. Well, he got fired on the tarmac. He was at Florida Atlantic for three years, took the Ole Miss job. He's not been there for three years. Was the Raiders a one and done or a two and done? Uh, The Raiders was two. God, he got four and 12, and then he went one and three the next year. They fired him four games in. They fired him after the Janikowski field goal. Yeah. He was like 26 when he got that job, man. (laughs) Yep. It's unbelievably (laughs) young. Uh, All right, coming up next, uh, I want to get to this in football. I found this one really interesting and how it's all going to play out. That's next, Dirt and Spray. Hey, everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk some NFL today. Mike Doc Parker at 7.30. Get his thoughts on the Oregon-Oregon State game this week. But we mentioned the Zach Wilson game yesterday. Um, Zach Wilson last year was dead last in the league in completion percentage at 55.6%. Oof, that's not good. 
He currently has a 55.6% completion percentage, so he's quite literally doing the exact same thing he did last year. Not a lot of progression. He had more interceptions and touchdowns last year. This year, more interceptions and touchdowns. I I don't know. I don't. I, I, how do you even begin to dissect where you go if you're the New York Jets here? Because it's it's evident that if the New York Jets have a competent quarterback – this team is maybe leading their division and one of the top teams in the AFC. That defense is as good a defense yeah. as you'll find in the National Football League, and yet their quarterback is one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen in a long time for two years now. He is. I mean, I, Where you go from here, you basically have two options. One is you try and go the Indianapolis Colts route in the offseason – and you try, like, the Carson Wentz thing, the Matt Ryan thing. Like, there'll be that guy out there. There's going to be that veteran. Seattle found Geno Smith, ironically, from the Jets. Uh, but, I mean, that's one plan where you just try, like, like, is there anything with the Raiders and Derek Carr? I doubt it, but, you know, that's been a weird year this year. They've been wildly disappointing. Are they willing to move off of Derek Carr? Is there a player like that out there that you can go get? Uh, and if that's not available or if there's not a good option, your only other choice is to go the San Francisco route. And say, we got a good team, we got a good roster, we need one player, we're going to mortgage our future and roll it all, go all in, all the chips in the middle of the table on insert quarterback here in this year's draft. So there's a guy named Michael Nania who uh, does Jets film breakdown. And he put up a clip and he said, I'm out on Zach Wilson after seeing this one wide open Denzel Mims touchdown completely missed. And it's the Jets basically at like the 30, New England's 30. And they show the play from the all 22. And Mims is clear as day. Wide open. Will, uh, Wilson's in a clean pocket. He's got plenty of time. Mahomes makes that pass. Hell, Jimmy G makes this pass. Yeah. And he does. He looks at Mims and he just tucks the ball, lets for an edge rusher get to him, and then runs out, ends up getting hit. And it, those are the plays that the coaches are seeing that are like, oh, my God. That's a disaster. You cannot win football games by not taking those passes, taking advantage of those. Yesterday, Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, everybody kind of saying, well, you know, Zach Wilson didn't give a great answer. Uh, he has no he has no apology given to the defense. It's not his fault. And that didn't sit well with players. Robert Sala, I, I also don't think it sat well with him. He had this to say when asked about his quarterback situation going into this week's game. Just been dealing with so many different things right now. The um, uh, I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. That's the that's the first time you suggested that left it open a little bit, or I think it was about three weeks ago where you said he your starter for the remainder of the season, barring injury. What's um, changed? You know, you just you. I've got to be able to sit back. I think we all got to be able to sit back and just look at what's best for this organization um, and this team. And um, you know, it's uh, it's not all about the quarterback. I want to be very, very clear. It's not all about the quarterback. There's a lot of things that we can do better as coaches. There's a lot of things that uh, the O-line needs to do better, receivers, running backs, tight ends, um, play caller. There's uh, uh, defense, everybody, special teams. I mean, you just don't get a coach very often with a second-year quarterback like that. No, straight up be like, yeah, I don't I don't know if he's going to play. I, I think this is 100% to do with what he said after the game and not what he showed on the field. Like, I, I think if Zach Wilson handles the postgame stuff in a professional manner, 
um, like somebody who's actually a leader on their football team and takes accountability for his horrendous play. I don't think you're having a head coach the very next day come out and say, we're not sure if we're committed to this guy. Really? You I, think if he takes accountability, it's more about that than his play? To me, look, the play, the play is horrible. This weekend was bad. But to your – I mean, you pointed this out yesterday. You go back and look at three or four games before that. He wasn't the worst quarterback in the no. NFL. Now, the numbers aren't jumping off the page. It's still a major existential issue uh, for the Jets. I'm telling you, man, like that was such a bad look. You played one of the worst games in NFL history from the quarterback position. Your defense was dominant. They held New England to three points, and then you gave up a punt return at the end of the game. And you were asked a simple, direct question afterwards. Did you let your defense down? And he laughed and said no. Like, you, lose, you lost the locker room at that point. It's over. There's no getting anybody back. Like, I don't know if you watched any of the Monday Night uh, Countdown stuff last night. But Booger McFarlane and Steve Young got into it. I saw that, Because Booger McFarlane said, look, this kid's born into a rich family. He's never been held accountable his entire life. He's never had to take ownership of any of his mistakes. He's been pampered and pumped up his entire existence. And Steve Young's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's a hardworking guy. It's like, well, they obviously have a relationship. They both went to BYU. He knows Zach Wilson. He knows the family. So he's going to stick up for him. There's no defending what he did. Sometimes words matter more, in my opinion, than your play on the field. Like, when you're the quarterback in the locker room, you are the leader. You're supposed to be the guy that gets the team ready to play. You're supposed to be the guy that everybody rallies around. Even if you're not playing your best, you're going to have your, your ups and downs, especially as a young quarterback. When you come out and don't, don't take accountability after you played one of the worst games, I've ever seen in NFL history. If I'm in that locker room, I am done. Like, I'm not listening to you. I'm not respecting you. I'm not following you. I want to take the C off of your jersey. Like, that's it, bro. You let the team down, and then you threw us all under the bus after the game. Does Quinn and Williams backing him have any difference, though? He I mean, came I, out and he basically said, I love Zach. Zach's our dude. Yeah, I, I think there's some damage control going on in, in PR circles right now. Okay. I mean, look, maybe Quentin Williams truly does feel that way, but I also read the report that there were multiple Jets players that have lost all confidence and trust in Zach Wilson after the way he handled it after the game. In the last two seasons, the Jets have been responsible for two of the nine best games when it comes to picking up first downs through the air. Both of those games come with Mike White and Josh Johnson. <laughs> He's the worst quarterback on his own team. Yeah, Mike White and Joe Flacco are both better options for quarterback for the Jets than their second pick overall. I mean, they were... Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, they got off to an okay start this year with the help of some backup quarterback play and some elite defense I... and running the football. Yeah. And that was that that was ugly, man. That I, was ugly. I just don't know what you do. Is benching him going to be detrimental to him? But as somebody point, I saw this yesterday. Uh, I can't remember where, but I saw this yesterday. It might have been the NFL Network. Tua was in and out. Like, they were benching yeah. Tua, and then they were playing Tua, and they are benching Tua, and then they're playing Tua. And yeah, I go to your school. I used to th worry about this of, like, the mental state of a young quarterback. Like, you're in the NFL. If you can't handle being benched, then you can't be an NFL quarterback. I kind of agree like, with that, yeah. Every, there are, Mac Jones got benched a couple weeks ago, yep. and he's bounced back. He, he wasn't great this weekend, but he threw for at least for 200-plus yards, and that went over the Jets. They couldn't score any damn points, but at least he completed some passes, and they moved the football consistently. They just kept missing field goals when they'd moved the ball. Quarterbacks have survived getting benched before. Are you mentally tough? If you're not, you're not going to cut it anyways. No. All right, more NFL. I got a couple more things I want to get to from this past week, and we'll do it next. Dirt and Spring on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you 
you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It takes a lot of courage sometimes. And yesterday there was somebody that displayed it. I'll tell you who I'm talking about. But uh, I thought they did Colt McCoy real dirty last night leading into Monday Night Football. <laughs> As, uh, you know, they show these screen, these uh, clips of players walking from their cars yeah, the walk to the bus. In. The walk-in. And yesterday they showed Jimmy Garoppolo, who, like, no matter how you feel about his quarterback play itself, <laughs> is just a gorgeous man. You have to admit. Did you see him at the Warrior game? Did we talk about that yeah. on the show when the all Warrior the cheerleaders game? came oh, yeah. up and said hi to him? Yeah. And the other 49er players were saying there was Kittle and uh, McCaffrey right next to him. And the cheerleaders all came up and just said hi to Jimmy G. Well, he's the quarterback, and he is one of the more handsome quarterbacks we've ever seen in yeah. league history. He I, is. I, I love my wife. Jimmy Garoppolo is beautiful. He is gorgeous <laughs> in every way, and there's no refuting that. When somebody's gorgeous, you got to just admit they're beautiful. Gorgeous is gorgeous. And he's wearing a perfectly fitted pink suit, nice button-up white crispy shirt. That's right. He's got a little bit of the salt and pepper going yeah. now. His hair is done well. He's got tan He's skin. a cologne ad waiting oh to happen. Oh, God. 100%. Him and George Clooney should be in a relationship. Just gorgeous <laughs> men together. And they show him walking to the game. And then they cut away from that, and they show Colt McCoy wearing, like, a Levi's shirt, and his hair's disheveled, and he's pale white. And I just was like, poor Colt McCoy, man. Right after that. You can't go back-to-back there. You can't do that to Colt. Although I did appreciate the everyman look from Colt McCoy. Like, you know what? Screw this. I've been in the league for 13 years. I know what I am. I'm a backup. I'm getting my chance. I'm Monday Night Football tonight. I'm not wearing a suit. I'm wearing, like, a Wrangler shirt and some Levi's. Well, it's just it's a difference of lifestyle. Like, I, yes. I have a my wife's one of her best friends. Her and her husband, they have no kids. And it's probably not a great idea that I follow them on or follow her on Instagram because last week they were at Disney World with friends just being adults and hey, let's go to Disney World. We haven't done that. And I just checked today. They're in Miami. Oh, just living up. You know, they're at the Versace Mansion and they're out. <laughs> and I'm like, like, oh, okay. So this is life without children. This is what it's like. Um, and I, I think yesterday, to sum it up, Jimmy G is my wife's friend, and <laughs> I am Colt McCoy. Yeah, I don't care. I don't have the time to get dressed. I don't have the effort to get dressed. I'm wearing jeans and a pleated T-shirt, and uh, Jimmy G's got all the time in the world. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, Niners thumped the Cardinals yesterday. H- how, do we, how do we assess the NFC after this weekend? Like, How do you guys view the NFC landscape? Because Minnesota got their ass kicked by Dallas. Philly yeah. barely beat the Colts. I mean, they had to come back in the last minute of that game to win it. The 49ers are now in first place in the NFC West. 49ers thumped the Cardinals, played their most complete game and all season. And they're 4-0 in division. And they've dom- their closest margin in those four wins is 24-9. Like, to Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's a 15-point win. Like, uh, pretty good. They're whooping everybody. I can't wait for that Niners Seahawks game in December. I'll be I at think that the, game. The NFC, the NFC playoffs from, like, wild card round is just going to be... Get your popcorn. My my takeaway is that nobody's beating them. Who? I don't think anybody's beating, beating the 49ers. If they if they have that group that they had there healthy for a playoff run, all those offensive weapons, if their offensive line stays healthy. I mean, they were a, a caught interception away from winning it last year. They maybe are better defensively, although they've had some injuries they got to overcome as the year goes on, and they've added Christian McCaffrey. The numbers since they added Christian McCaffrey are insane. 
Prior to the trade, they were averaging 20.3 points per game. That's up to 28.5 with him. They were averaging 340 yards of offense per game. That's up to 396 now, nearly 397. Their third down conversion rate prior to McCaffrey was 41%. It's now up to 55%. Jeez. Like, they went the they went the all-in route on Trey Lance, and it hasn't worked yet. TBD on that. They're going to have an interesting offseason on that call. That was their next step of, like, how do we get better? We need an elite quarterback. Maybe Trey Lance is the guy. It didn't work. And so what they then decided after he got hurt was we need to double down on our other strategy, and that is have so many weapons and so much talent that not even Jimmy Garoppolo could screw this we up. We render Jimmy useless. Like, just get out of the way. <laughs> Throw screens, hand the football uh, off. I think, I think you're right. Get it to Kittle, get it to Debo. Yeah. Just don't be an idiot, and we're going to win. We're one of the best defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. We have maybe the best head coach or one of the best head coaches in the NFL, and we have as many weapons, if not more weapons, than anybody in the NFL. I just, like, right now, neutral field, 49ers or Vikings, who's winning? Oh, the Niners. 49ers would actually play. Well, not anymore. But not anymore. Going into last night, they would play the Vikings in the division. And I would have picked the, the Niners to win that yeah, game. In a wild card. In a run. heartbeat. I'm not picking just, Philly to beat this team. I'm not picking. Really? I'm not, not picking, picking Dallas, Dallas to beat this team. No. I, Dallas might be the most equipped to keep up with them score-wise. But Dallas even has weird moments, though. Like, but Dallas. Yeah. They're know. just, you know. What about and Tampa? It's be- I know we wrote re- re- this pass rush against that Tampa O line. Tampa can't run the football. No chance. It'd be low scoring. Yeah. Tampa's defense to keep them in the game. Yeah. But they don't have an offensive line you this just, year. You just feel like the Niners right now with all of those weapons, like he can go to, he can look up the field and see if he's got one on one or somebody running away. But quickly, whoever the the check down is, whether yeah. it's Debo, whether it's McCaffrey, whether it's Kittle, we didn't even mention is good for touchdowns. seven yards. <laughs> I mean, it's just good for seven yards yeah. on the check down no matter what happens. He doesn't have to try to force on a third read somebody going down the field. If one or two isn't got one-on-one and breaking free, dump it down, and I got seven yards. Yeah, I, you, you're right. We haven't even mentioned Ayuk, who's – Or Jennings, who's a great big play-wide receiver, yeah. yes, too. Yes, he is. Juwan Jennings is And your backup good. running back's Mitchell. Oh, and right. also the best fullback in the NFL. Yeah. Who's out right now. No, he was back. He, oh, I yeah, he, he played was last back night. last night. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was a great play where McCaffrey was coming off the edge and he shoved him into it. Like he was like had he the hand checked, on the yeah, back and just yep. was like pushing him around and he picked up 15 yards. I remember being a kid seeing that play for the first time when fullbacks were more prominent. And I'd always like feel bad for the fullback. Like, that poor guy's just being used as a ramrod. I think fullbacks love it. <laughs> I do. think they love when they feel the hand on Good the back. Good fullbacks have man. more of a middle linebacker like oh, yeah. frame of mind or reference than than an offensive skill position. They they identify with the offensive line more than they do the skill guys. Well, two, Somebody texted him, wait till they sign OBJ. I don't know if that'll happen, He's, but he is considering yeah. the 49ers. And so, if you, I mean, if that's just, you don't even need him to do much. Like, he's just another decoy in that offense. That would be insane. But somebody texted him, uh, my takeaway is the winner of Chiefs Bills is going to win the Super Bowl. No NFC team can compete with those. I, I disagree with that. I, I disagree with, I with that. The 49ers I, damn near beat the Chiefs. In two, I know they didn't, but damn near they had them on the ropes in 2019. I think this 49er team is better than that 2019 team was. And I thought Aikman brought it up on SVP after the game last night. The 49ers play a different style that you don't see. They're not spreading you out and throwing the ball 42 times. This is an old school, we're going to punch you in the mouth, but oh, hey, by the way, we have Kittle and Debo and all these Pete McCaffrey, all these other pieces that we can use. They play a different style than teams are used to seeing. I want to talk about that because I'm getting that same sense, that listener that said that. My dad has shared that sentiment. I've talked to other people who share this sentiment, that it's Buffalo and Kansas City, and that's kind of it. And I, 
I push back on it. I disagree with it a lot. I want to talk more about the NFC. We didn't get to Minnesota. I mean, yeah, woof. they have a that? negative point differential now. <laughs> what? Eight what? And two. What was that? We'll talk about that. Uh, and then also we got to get to the courage it takes to put this out. And I'll tell you what that is. Dirt and Sprague, hour number two on the Odyssey app and 10-8. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.